3: KCAA Loma Linda, 1050 AM, 106.5 FM, and now 102.3 FM. KCAA Loma Linda, listen on 1050 AM, 102.3 FM, and 106.5 FM.
1: Are you looking for healthcare using a non-toxic medical approach to regain your health? My name is Gilberto Alvarez, MD. My 40 years of experience using non-toxic approaches to help problems, including cancer, allow me to provide you with effective, proven, safe treatment for your health. Call 619-405-5199. That number again, 619-405-5199.
0: The Stella Mars Clinic in Tijuana, Mexico, five minutes from the US-Mexico
3: border. (laughs)
2: Carlson, America's leading Norwegian fish oil brand, specializes in both great tasting soft gels that are easy to swallow, and fish oil liquids that don't taste fishy. That's right, Carlson provides the most extensive line of fish oils to meet all your needs. You can take Carlson fish oils with confidence, for Carlson fish oils are tested for purity, potency, and freshness. Ask for Carlson Norwegian Fish Oils today. That's right. As for Carlson Norwegian Fish Oils today.
4: This episode of the House of Mystery is brought to you by Legacy Food Storage. The best way to protect your family is by being prepared. Legacyfoodstorage.com
0: New U.S. sanctions on Iran took effect today after President Trump pulled the U.S. out of the international nuclear deal.
3: The sanctions targeted Iran's
4: shipping, financial, and energy sectors, all key to the country's already struggling economy. The bombs, which the FBI referred to as improvised explosive devices, were sent to the FBI's bomb laboratory in Quantico, Virginia. We're in Mexico
0: again tonight as thousands of migrants try to find a faster way to the U.S. border. The White House says it's now getting help from the Mexican news out of pittsburgh man accused in the shooting at the uh, synagogue in pittsburgh is pleading not guilty and he also wants a jury trial he's facing a 44 pounds so
3: in the final seconds before the boeing 737 max crashed into the water it was traveling at more than 500 kilometers an hour all 189
1: people on board were killed You've now entered the House of Mystery.
3: Crime, conspiracy, history, and science. With your hosts, Al Warren, Mike Brown, Julie Sav, Michael Butterfield, Dr. Joseph Usinski, and Michael Hawley. Heard on KCAA 106.5 FM Los Angeles, 102.3 FM Riverside, and 105.0 AM Palm Springs.
4: Okay, we are on, and we're going to do our thing.
0: We are doing our thing.
4: I don't know what my thing is, but we're doing it.
0: In the House of Mystery, even.
4: Yeah, that's what they call it. Um, I've been meaning
0: to ask you: Is the House of Mystery haunted? I don't. I know you're not a big <laughs> ghost guy.
4: No, I, I, I. No, it is haunted. Is it? Yeah, it's creaky. Uh, no, there is. Uh, there is ghosts in afterlife i i believe that totally oh okay i just don't believe in uh all what uh you're told on on those shows that's all
0: no yeah me, me neither you know, like they, they, they have I, all I... the
4: rules and regulations and what this person wants you to know and all that i mm-hmm. you know whatever um that's not how i take it i take it that there's uh things happen there's something else that goes on i just don't know what it is but I'm just not jumping to any answers.
0: There are things that are as yet unexplained.
4: Yeah. Okay, yeah. fair enough. Yeah. I'm just, I'm I'm an open book to all that. Even people say I'm anti-religious. <clears throat> you know, just coming off coast to coast. <laughs> and, oh boy. And, and that's not necessarily true either. I just, I, how do I say it? I think that it's, I'm just open. I just can't say, I'm just not convinced of a lot of what is said in religions and cults, so yeah, yep, you know, and most of them turn out pretty crazy. So, yeah, they definitely do. Or, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, So that's interesting, and so um, yeah, so I was just on coast to coast this last weekend, and uh, I'm still uh, getting over it.
0: Hmm. Uh, how did that? Go? I I mean, I listened to it, so I. I... I felt like it was great but you didn't feel that way or
4: no I think it was fine I think it turned out better than I thought it would mm. <laughs> well you know I'm not comfortable in that situation of doing shows and um you and when you're doing it live you never know what they're going to ask you and and uh,
0: it's because you're a control freak you just want to you you don't want to let go
4: uh, do you think that's it Do you think I'm I'm that way
0: well, it takes one to know one.
4: <laughs> well, I just, I wonder, because I don't know, um, you know, and another thing is what happens is like when these books finally get out, mm. you're, I'm, sort of, I'm working on those. that other one, you know, the other one I've been doing. And, and so your mind is always on the next book. So when you get put on the spot, sometimes you, you can't always yeah. remember. It's just not clear on my mind. So I was and so you
0: feel like you got to harken back to something that you've already moved past.
4: Yeah, and plus you, it's, you can't always remember all the details. All of a sudden it's like, well, uh, wh- where did this guy, uh, where was he born and where did he grow up? And it' like, oh, shoot, that was like 15 people ago. Yeah. And, and two years ago when you did something on someone. So it's it's just it's just hard to flash, flash it in there, get it in there. So, well... Um today is um an interesting show. Yeah. Um we're having uh Brian Whitney on. Brian Whitney's been on a few times and I know that uh he writes his own books, but he also does a lot of writing for publishers with people that um have a story to tell or they they've been involved in something but they don't write themselves, so the publisher mm-hmm. hires him. And he's done uh, Gil Val, which was the cannibal cop, and he did uh, Luca Magnata's mother. Um, he's, done a, he's done a lot. Um, he
0: wrote for Luca Magnata's mother.
4: Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I well, <laughs> and I didn't mean like he did her. Um,
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that came came off. Yeah. That's the way it came off.
4: Oh, okay. Well, he didn't... I don't think he did her. I never asked, but <laughs> he, 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 he wrote... Her like she submitted her her story and the publisher yeah. hired him to work Plated with that. her and get it all together from a professional writer. You know that's all he did. not So he yeah, that did makes her. Sense. He did her in that way. But you never know what goes on. What goes on? You know, maybe he's like shampoo. You know, Warren Beatty and going around. Oh places gosh. Yeah, you know. Um, I don't blame him. You could get yourself some good, good times. Um, So he's got a new one coming out, uh, um, and it is um, about incels. Oh, boy. You know, and I forgot all about incels, and it's true. I know that he talks about how uh, he was surprised that no one else had ever written about this. And um, to tell you the truth, the guy that we're talking about for his book, that's Elliot Rogers, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. Elliot I, heard, Roger, yeah. I
4: had never heard of him, him
0: mm-hmm. uh,
4: until uh, that guy in Toronto uh, ran over those people.
0: Manassian, yeah.
4: Yeah, and so when that happened, and then they talked about, because at first, you know, everybody's going, oh, it's going to be a, it's a terrorist and all that, but it wasn't.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: He he was an incel, and he ran them over, and um, he, he idolized this Elliot Rogers.
0: Yes, and there's there's been a few um, over the years who are copycats of Roger as well. And uh, yeah, the incel.cl website is disturbing. Just, it is not it is not a place to go if you need uh, to come away with a serene outlook on
4: life. I'm, I'm, I'm still really confused by this. And so the people that don't know what an incel is, an incel is a person that, has has not had sex, and um, yeah,
0: incel is short for involuntarily celibate.
4: Right. So they're 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 choosing not to have sex, but at the same time, even though they're making that conscious choice, they're angry at the ones that do.
0: Yeah, and but what what it is is they think they're too ugly and um, their personalities are too terrible for any woman to want to ever be with them and in some cases (laughs) uh, uh, especially the personality end of things um, is is not the greatest with some of these guys like they come off very angry and that's not a way to attract a female oh really yeah well in my opinion in my experience anyway
4: i thought it would work um (laughs) (laughs) But I well, I st- I'm still really confused by this. I because I, I always thought it was just someone that just never got lucky, that just was kind of like joked about at school or whatever, and never really. Um,
0: That's the gist of it, really.
4: But but once they get out of school and and you get to an adult age, and you go to college and get a job, you meet people, and usually things are a little different then, right?
0: Yep, they tend to improve, but perhaps they're stuck in that place where, you know, they just feel like they're not worthy somehow, and the world lets them know that at every chance they get.
4: Yeah. Wow. That's just
0: crazy. It's, it's sad, actually.
4: Well, it is. there are yeah.
0: people who feel that way, but yeah. it's, it's also their responsibility, too, to get their pumpkins straightened around.
4: Maybe we could start an app, an incel app, and have people that, you know, like... They have
0: one. It's called Tinder.
4: Well, that's <laughs> what it should be, but obviously it's not working for these guys.
0: Well, I wonder if they are even attempting it.
4: Well, that's what I'd... I mean. Uh, yeah. But, you know, but this this Rogers was looking for a girlfriend mm-hmm. and, and desired one and had his idea of a blonde and whatever he wanted, he had his kind of image of this person he wanted to be with mm. um and every time he saw one that i guess probably fit that description with some other guy he would get angry yeah and and so so i get that but then if you don't go on tinder or go to the places to meet people you're never going to meet them right you know
0: a friend of mine used to put it in a very a little more crass way and and I think this will be safe for radio, but <laughs> what he what he used to say was, "Mikey, if you don't stick it out, ain't no one gonna grab it." Oh.
4: <laughs> and that's your microphone, right? That's correct.
0: Well, whatever it is that you have that you think you have to offer, um, you gotta.
4: <laughs>
0: Man, I'm digging myself a you, hole you, here.
4: You're getting yourself <laughs> in trouble because you're. You're worried about it. See, you know, I can say these things and nobody cares. Right. But, but you know, people that care. Yeah, um,
0: I should just shut up.
4: Yeah, just get stay away from that. Unless you're going to go all the way, don't you know? Be an incel. Oh no, I
0: don't want to be. Well, I honestly don't. I don't. Uh,
4: it's all or nothing. I, yeah. Well. So, um, in the world of the world. Um, we see that um, there's still a big rush on toilet paper.
0: Yeah, it's it's bizarre. I had uh, my own experience with it at a, a local grocery chain.
2: Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky?
0: In line at the deli, I guess? Haha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do
3: I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting.
4: Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
3: I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
0: Here, where um, I pulled up and went in, and not a single... Bit of toilet paper in there. A lot of the ramen was gone—ramen noodles—and uh, also all the hand sanitizer and bottled water.
4: Well, you know, and and some of that makes sense to me. The bottled water, you know, I guess it makes sense, especially if you're in a place that um, the water's not good.
0: Well, uh, here in in Vancouver, we have some of the best tap water in the world, and uh, so there's there's no reason that anybody <laughs> should be. Used. Needing bottled water, just turn on the tap. And if really, if there is a problem with your water, you can always, amazingly, you can boil it. Um, There's that.
4: <laughs> yeah, I guess, you know, but, um, but, you know, water can make sense. Um, the toilet paper doesn't make sense to me, and I know I put that on online on social media, and some people bite back and say, well, if you've ever had the flu, you'd know what we need it for. And it's kind of like, well, I've had the flu, had pneumonia um yeah they're yeah. buying six or eight cases of 12 and 24 rolls what are you going to do with hundreds of rolls of toilet paper
0: well at uh the local costco people are running uh when they open the store in the morning and buying those big 48 rolls and multiple uh cases of 48 roll toilet paper i saw one person going with at least six so uh,
4: the you crazy.
0: know i i don't I don't have the room to store that in my house, let alone um, <laughs> I don't go to the bathroom that much.
4: No, I, but, d- I, I don't get it. I, there's other things I'd fill my car up with. You're right. That's you know, <laughs> just not, I you know, and it's not even that serious right now. I don't no. understand. You know, it's, um, it's confusing. We did
0: have our first death in Canada here, and it's just uh, a few miles from where I am. So uh, that was a little concerning, but it wasn't. Um gentleman in his eighties and it's essentially burning through an old folks home in North Vancouver, which is is sad, but we're seeing it sticking to um uh, mostly older people are passing away from it. So
4: Wow. Yeah. Oh, you see that I sent you that breaking news. Um at, oh? at the Vatican, those 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 ladies you see on that picture. They're at the Vatican, and they looks like they've got no top on, so they're they're topless, and oh, they've, dear. they've got the cross, and they're bent over, and they're sticking the cross up their butt, and they're they're they call them ass leakers, and so they are protesting. Um, Jesus Christ has no power to do. Oh, I can't say that uh, stuff. Yeah, stuff, and and it's just a manipulating tool to control the world and humanity. Remove yourself from worshiping this white bearded man, that was imposed on your ancestors by the slave masters of the past. Oh, now, boy. these boy, girl, these girls are pretty serious at what they're doing here. <laughs> yeah, but I thought you'd enjoy that. Um,
0: I enjoy. I am. I probably enjoy it for the wrong reasons, but.
4: <laughs> well, my, yeah, yeah, it, boy. That's. I tell you, it's only in this the world. That, you know, you got coronavirus, and you've got. Um, the wow. stock market crashing, and then you've got half-naked ladies sticking the cross up their behind in front of everyone on camera, in front yeah. of the Vatican. Oh, now they're um, doggy style. Um, yeah. Well, <laughs> wow. I, you know, um, I don't know what my father would say if he was alive, but yeah, you know, times are changing.
0: They certainly are. Oh. I, I, I'm, just, I don't think my parents are aware of how much it's changing so it's probably good
4: it's probably good because this is pretty actually shocking i guess in a way uh, oh yeah. here comes the police here they come
0: of course yeah they're gonna get dragged away by the vatican police
4: oh he picked up the cross and it was wet so he put it
0: oh no, <laughs> no
4: oh that, that, that was pretty good that's a uh, boy i like breaking news and you only get it here um Oh, yeah, the house, house of Mystery, right? You don't you don't hear this breaking news anywhere else.
0: Yeah, they should leave a little mystery. Is as...
4: <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Depends on the person, I guess. Uh, um, okay, well, we'll stop for a break uh, for our sponsor, and then come back with Brian Whitney on the line.
0: Awesome.
1: Legacy Food Storage. The best way to protect your family is
4: by being prepared. Go now to LegacyFoodStorage.com. Use coupon code HOM15 now for 15% off. Quick. Go. You're back in the House of Mystery, and I'm Al Warren, and uh, co-hosting today with me is uh, Mike Brown-, Brown from Canada. Yeah, it is, yeah. <laughs> now, hey, wake up. I'm awake, I'm wide awake. Yeah, you're just sitting on those porn sites.
0: That hour didn't affect me at all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh,
4: yeah, 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 yeah. Well, so for the interview, we have um, a returning guest. Um quite a star and uh, he's got a new book coming out the supreme gentleman killer and it's the true story of an incel mass murderer so that's uh, a book about you mike and the writer (laughs) the writer is brian whitney how you doing brian
1: good thanks for having me on you guys
4: so now um now for let's just start out basically an incel mass murderer so what is an incel
1: well, an incel is a uh, is short for the involuntarily celibate, um, it, which which means just as it sounds. Or there, most incels, if not all, true incels believe there can't be any female incels. Um, most of them don't even believe there can be any homosexual incels. It's it's a straight male that's never had sex. So that's basically. And there's there's huge subcultures right now, like out there, like they have different websites and chat rooms. Where in cells gather together and talk about their plight. But,
4: but okay, so I'm confused. So now they say uh, I can never have sex. Is that why they have
1: never had? They have never had sex. Like that's the first thing, um, of course, is that they have never had sex. But yes, it's also that they feel that they will basically never have sex. Um, and for a variety of reasons and they dislike men also who they feel do have a lot of sex so they refer to as chads um and and again they 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 sort of support it's kind of as a support group at first but it, it formed into something a lot more odd and different over the years
4: yeah well you know what but i'm just trying to get this because if, you know, we talk about Elliot Roger, and he's kind of um, mm-hmm. the person in your book. Um, right. And he's considered, you say, he considers himself to be intelligent, uh, refined, yes. handsome, fashionable, right. and charming, yet women pay no attention to him. See, so that, that in itself doesn't make sense, because if there's a good-looking, smart, handsome True. man that dresses well right. and, and is well-groomed and he walks through the mall, you know, girls are going to check him out.
1: And he would walk through the mall a lot. Wanting girls to um, wanting girls to check him out. So he he thinks that women are just drawn to thought. He's he's not alive anymore. He thought that women were just drawn to what he would call obnoxious brutes, um, the lower levels of society, um, the type of men that would pick on him. Of course, when he was growing up, um, and that women don't like um, refined gentlemen such as himself. They like idiotic men macho stupid men
4: basically wow um so i'm still i'm still kind of not getting why he wouldn't search out the right woman
1: well he's okay so he and incels in general a little bit different because a lot of incels they don't consider themselves handsome Um, they don't think that they're good looking they feel that they don't have a girlfriend purely because of those two things, Elliot, the weird thing about Elliot, well, there's a lot of weird things about Elliot, but one of the weird things about him, he never actually approached any woman. Like he, he just would kind of like walk around, look at women in his expensive sunglasses and expect them to come up to him. That's one, but two, he also only wanted to have a very beautiful, beautiful, he always wanted to said blonde but a beautiful blonde woman. So in reality, if an average-looking woman or even an above-average-looking woman approached him, he probably wouldn't have been interested. So he he thought that he should have had, you know, the most beautiful woman in the world, and he never even had a girlfriend or, or had sex, and he became angry about these things. There's a lot of misfiring synapses going on in his brain, obviously. This isn't, like, really a normal thing for anyone to think, but that is the way he thought.
4: Did anyone show him how to use Tinder? Or?
1: No, I mean, well, so this was this, this happened in 2014, and he didn't do Tinder. What he would do is he he would put up YouTube videos of himself, like driving an expensive car with, with with music in the background to kind of show people how attractive and cool he was, and then people would kind of laugh at them, and then he'd get really he'd get really angry. That's kind of how that
4: went. Mm. So now what so but his intention when he put those videos up was to attract a woman wasn't it or uh... Yeah it
1: was but but in real life he he didn't have any friends at all um zero um he he didn't have any sort of even social acquaintances and he would just kind of hide in his room and occasionally just drive his car around or sit outside on a bench and um wait for uh, you know a woman to approach him because he was so handsome and refined and so on and so
4: forth. Well, that sounds like me <laughs> <laughs>
1: How'd it work out for you
4: it, it hasn't <laughs> <laughs> I've got two dogs
1: yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Uh,
4: so like uh, okay, so um what do these groups do? like you say that there's groups, so he joins uh other in cells as he calls himself, and what do they talk about in their groups, do you know?
1: Well, he, yeah, I do. But it was two parts though. So, so he honestly really didn't do much of that. Like he, he would get online and he would he would um, there were like these pickup artist sites, and he would get on those and he would kind of troll them and say mean things to them and so on and so forth. So he wasn't really involved with other incels so much. He wasn't really involved with anybody. But nowadays, yes, they there's one called incels.co, dot co, which is the biggest one. I interviewed the the person that, that runs that site for the book, actually. And that one's just, it's a very active site. They were kicked off Reddit. They used to be on Reddit, but they were kicked off because of um, threatened violence and misogyny and things of that nature. And if you get kicked off Reddit, then it's pretty um, its pretty bad. You know, so they they started their own website. There's a, there's a few, but this is the most popular one. And there's, there's just a variety of posts about, you know, about how awful women are, about how they can never get laid. They call Elliot Rogers some of them call Elliot Rogers Saint Elliot. Um and they they talk about like, you know, when they talk about getting violent because of what they perceive the world has done to them, they call it going ER, which is Elliot Rogers' initials are ER obviously. So, um it's a weird place. The Southern Poverty Law Center have um have called them out as like alt right um Hate group. Um, so they're they say some pretty weird things, mostly obviously against women.
4: Wow. So let's talk about this uh, Elliot Roger. What did he uh, plan on doing, and and why?
1: Well, he was a very briefly. I mean, he was a very very shy kid. Um, he was picked on. And, you know, he kept kind of thinking that if he just had a girlfriend, that everything would be better and, and so on and so forth. But he never had a girlfriend off of junior high and high school. And he went to college um, in Santa Barbara. And uh, he thought then that he was definitely going to find a girlfriend because he was in, in college. And then that didn't happen. So then as time went on, he became more and more isolated and just did talking about um doing what he called his day of retribution where he would, um, get back on everybody, get back at everybody who had, um, wronged him, men and women, um, over the years and kill all sorts of people, which he ended up following through on and he ended up killing six people in the, what's known as the Isla Vista massacre in
4: 2014. So now, so, uh he wanted to kill both men and women. So which men w- was he after?
1: Well, he wanted to kill, <laughs> this is like such a bizarre thing to even talk about in this, in this concept. And I remember when I did the Magnata show, like I, I giggled a few times. So I don't think that this stuff is funny, but it's so bizarre. <laughs> so he wanted, he wanted to kill um, the beautiful woman that had spurned him. And he also wanted to kill um, the men that the type of man that they were attracted to. And then to do so, He also, he he wanted to learn.
2: Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh?
3: Ah, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over a hundred casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. He into his
1: apartment, which he was going to make a torture chamber, and to do so, he had to kill. In his mind, he had to kill his roommates, um, so his apartment would be empty, so he could lure these people into his torture chamber. So. He also killed three of his roommates who you know who weren't really the type of guy that he disliked they were just you know these nerdy roommates in his words nerdy roommates so that just had to be taken out so he could go forward with his plan
4: wow so so he actually killed his, three of his roommates but if he kills him, he how kills how's he gonna yeah sorry, go no he's just gonna how's he gonna get rent <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, his parents paid his rent. His parents, he, he wasn't even in college anymore. He had dropped out of college, and, and his parents still thought he was in college because he was lying to them. So they they paid for his college and spending money in rent. And so I know you're joking, but yeah, like um, so he was fine in that matter.
4: Well, that's good. That's important. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so how did he kill his roommates? Like, what did he do to them? Like, because uh,
1: his- uh, well. There was actually I said roommates, so there were two roommates and another one that was a friend, and he 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 stabbed them one by one when they came home. Meaning he 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 stabbed one and then he dragged him into a room and, and put towels over them and he stabbed the next. And this is a guy who's like, he's I mean I don't know his exact weight and height, but he's like about five four, maybe was about five four, maybe one thirty five. Never had been violent in his life, like had never done anything violent before, so. He One by one, he, he stabbed the three people and then put them in a room with um with blankets and towels over them and so on and so forth.
4: Wow. So then his next move, he was going to go out, and um, how was he going to get people back to his apartment and
1: torture Well, them? that, yeah, so he was going to lure them in, but then after he did this, because, see, the thing is, as we talk about this, I don't know if you guys are aware, but Elliot Roger wrote a manifesto called, um, my twisted world. So it's a very long manifesto and you, you can find it on the net. It's not published anywhere for obvious reasons. But so when I say this stuff, I mean, this is all actually coming from him, you know? So, so at that point he realized that, that, you know, he had, you know, he had three corpses in his, in his, in his apartment and one, he'd never been able to lure a woman, into his apartment, even when he didn't have three corpses in there, you know, which is part of the reason that he's in this situation in the first place. So, so instead he decides to go out and, um, and just start, he abandons that part of his plan for the torture chamber and he he decides to go out and just start taking revenge, um, on these people.
4: Well, a bit late for the people in his apartment that are dead.
1: Yeah, no, I, I know very much so. So So,
4: how would he, how would he, what was his intent? And what was he, what was he going to do to these people uh, that he found?
1: God, I mean, you're asking these questions and it's like, okay, so he, the people that he found, he was going to, he was going to torture. um, He was going to torture them and then he was going to kill them. And then this was like a really big thing for him. He was going to put their heads in um, bags and then bring the bags with him. When he went out to the next part of his plan, which was to go just, kill people in the in the town of Isla Vista not just people but but women in particular sororities and, and so on and so forth and then he was going to dump the heads he was going to dump the heads on the street um to show everyone how powerful he was when he started like you know doing such things and this is actually what he wrote as his plan um wow. it wasn't a very good plan you know so obviously
0: he did some things before he did the killings too he did some strange things as well
1: yeah we kind of jump past that so yeah like he he started doing a lot of things where he would um he would drive um past once like he drove past a couple attractive women and he and he smiled at them and they just kind of looked away and rolled their eyes so then he would he drove back and he would he threw his um like Starbucks latte on their pants and then drove off. Another time he was at a park and um, there were a bunch of jocks, as he would call them, playing football and a bunch of young women that he thought were very attractive laying around them. And he got so mad because that's the thing. He would get incredibly mad. Like whenever he would just even see an attractive woman with a guy, he'd get incredibly angry. So he went to a store, I think he went to a Walmart and he bought like a super soaker and he filled it with orange juice. And then he went back and ran up to the men and, and the women and sprayed them with a super soaker with orange juice and they ran away and got back in his car. So for a period of time, he was doing a lot of different things like this, like random bizarre things where he would, you know, he'd throw coffee on people and so on and so forth and speed off in his car. Not just people, but always attractive woman or attractive woman and a guy hmm. that he saw. So there's a period of about a year he was doing stuff like this.
4: I do that now.
1: <laughs> so. yeah, it's just so weird. it's such a weird case. I was amazed that no one ever wrote about it before. To be honest with you, because I mean, I, I, you know, the case is like top of the line weird. Yeah, no,
4: weird. Well, I, I, I first heard about it um, in cells. Um, wasn't that the guy in Toronto that ran over people? Yeah, and he was yeah, was yeah attack. He, yeah.
1: Yeah. And he, before he did, he, he was writing on Facebook, like, you know, things like, um, Alex, Alec Manassian,
0: I believe That's his name, is.
1: Yep. Like, you know, yeah. I, I never know how to pronounce his last name, which is, you know, he's in the book, but i you know, but anyway, um, yeah, they, he wrote the Incel Rebellion has, has begun. He referenced Elliot Roger a bunch of times, you know, there's been other guys too that have done lesser things, but Manassian's the next, um, the next biggest one after Roger I would say
4: well so so what, what uh, okay, I'm trying to get like if they do a write on Facebook and they do manifestos and and they're they're really into this, what is the outcome that they expect like at the end, um, when they go out killing people and showing them how powerful they are and uh, and uh, doing all of this damage, what is the end game
1: <laughs> well, Elliot knew he was going to die. Um, he, he ended up shooting himself in the head after he went on his little rampage after, um, after he killed the three, the three roommates. Um, and he wrote a lot about that in his manifesto about like how he kept kind of hoping, he kept hoping, oh, if I just found a girlfriend, I won't have to do this. I won't have to do this. I won't have to die. Um, you know, and he, he kept trying to do, he'd play the lottery all the time because like, Oh, if I got rich, you know, women like rich guys. So if I got rich, I mean, I say all the time I and mean, he played it obsessively, just like, if I got rich, then, then I won't have to kill everybody because then I'll, I'll get rich and I'll have a beautiful woman. But when he, when he finally did this, cause he was planning it for, for months, and like at one point he hurt himself and he, he was like, I'm not ready to do it. He, he was prepared to die. He he was like, I can't be arrested. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to die. So, um, Manassian, he's in, he's in prison. And I'm not really sure, like, what, what his goal is. There's another guy in Florida, Scott Beerly, um, B I E R L E. Um, he's a guy in Tallahassee that was arrested a bunch of times for grabbing women's butts. And then he went into a yoga studio and shot up, you know, shot up the yoga studio. He, he shot himself too. He killed himself. Um there's a guy named Chris Harper Mercer he killed himself he went to a college in Oregon killed some people and he killed himself so other than Manassian I think hmm. I mean so, I don't know
4: so so they're you know, they're kind of thinking they're going to die anyway so uh I guess their anger
1: is just so much at this point like Elliot was just so angry and he really felt that he was right he really felt that that humanity had wronged him and he didn't want to do this and so on and so forth and um you know that he didn't have a choice and and it, it really bizarre very, very bizarre well,
0: well he was a he was a weird looking dude like he uh, <laughs> i don't yeah I know, you know he uh, and I understand <laughs> maybe that's where he was coming from uh he knows I, he's a weird looking dude he's he's got strange looking jaw and mouth and all that kind of stuff so uh, i <laughs> I really have a hard time with this guy because uh, I'm not entirely sure about um, whether he was even honest with himself about who he was.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, that's, that's kind of what I was alluding to. So, so again, I mean, what I find really, and there's a lot of things interesting, but this guy and a lot of other guys, like, he would not, meaning Elliot, you know, he, he would not meet or ask out or want to have sex with an average-looking woman. You mm-hmm. know, that wasn't anything that he was interested in at all. In fact, if he if he knew a guy was like having sex, that he knew if the guy was having sex with a woman that Elliot didn't deem incredibly attractive, it made him feel better. He was like, "Well, I would never do that. You know, I wouldn't sink so low to have sex with somebody like that." So yeah, just a lot of like you know things going on in his brain that just were not lining up. You know, yeah, sure.
4: Yeah, sure. I, I I see him, and I I see what you mean. I'm looking at pictures of him online. So he's, uh, but he's not real. Like you don't look at him, and go, oh my god, that's awful. Like, um, no, I no. Mean, I I just sort of think that. Uh, what so? What's his background? What is his family and situation? And how did he grow up? Was there some sort of problem when he, when he was still a child or early teenage?
1: Well, no, I mean, well, two things like one is background is that his father's a guy named Peter Roger he was like a second director in the Hunger Games. And he he did like a, a movie called Oh, My God, the question mark. Oh, my God, question mark, which was he put out himself. It didn't do very well, but he came from money. He was definitely like if he wasn't quite rich, he was he was almost rich. And um, his parents got divorced and his, his father remarried but there really wasn't anything like about his background other than the fact that, that, you know, he's, there's, he's definitely, he definitely has some mental health issues obviously. Um, And he was diagnosed with being on the autism spectrum and he definitely had some OCD things, but as time, went, this is when he was very young and small and he was incredibly shy. Like he wouldn't, he wouldn't talk in school and he was very, very quiet, but there wasn't anything that would lead anybody to think, that he was going to do anything like this and, and as I said, he was completely isolated to the extent that when he did see his parents, he just completely he lied to them about everything and said, Oh, everything's fine and so on and so forth but hmm. but um so no one knew anything about what was really going on with
4: him. Right, right. I mean, you know, I, I I you know I I wonder I just wonder because um it's just how you can grow up and go through your whole teenage years and all that stuff, and and uh, nobody, you know, he never hooked up with anybody, you know, or didn't have close friends and stuff, but I guess it happens.
1: Well, I mean, he would occasionally, so they knew something was going on with him the extent that, you know, at one point he was in school and he just he had a panic attack in the hallway, and, you know, I'm getting back to your point in a second, but, so they knew something was going on, but they just thought, you know, he was, shy and, you know, but he occasionally would have friends, but then he would sort of drive the friends away by, by acting very bizarrely, um, in large part, even about the female thing where he would, he'd be at a restaurant with a friend or whatever, and an attractive woman would come in with a boyfriend and he'd get really angry and, and start saying really weird things. So he would drive his friends away, um, you know, because he was so weird.
4: Right. Um, any chance he was gay?
1: I would say definitely not. I mean, he's so, like, if, I'm not even recommending you do read the manifesto, but, I mean, it's 123,000 words long, and, like, 90,000 of them are basically about about him being obsessed with, with women. So I don't mm. think so.
4: Wow, what a story. So now how – so – how when he killed all these people was it all in one day or, or let's talk about that?
1: Yeah, well, so after he left, so after he did what he did and the um, after he killed his three the two roommates and their friend, um, then he kind of hung out with them for the night and then the next day he he uploaded his video which which is um, you can find on the internet but um, he put up a video basically saying what he was going to do and at the same point as he put up the video the video is really creepy i mean he's he's it's, it's kind of internet famous in a sense but people always take it down and then someone else will put it back up because it's just so it's disturbing he basically says okay now you've you've ruined my life and now i'm gonna kill all the women and men who look down on me and so on and so forth then he sent his manifesto to his parents um his um life coach because he had a life coach and um one or two other people, and well, that's that's went- what you
0: want to proofread your your manifesto, I guess. Your life, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. So then he, so then he went out, and the same point that he goes out, of course, his mother gets the manifesto. Um, she freaks out, calls his father. They're divorced at the time, so they all start driving to Santa Barbara. Um, you know, and 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 they call the police. And so the first thing he does is he goes to a sorority because he had this big plan that he was going to go to the sorority where all the hottest women lived and go in and kill all of them. So he knocks on the door and like no one answers, (laughs) you know, like they don't let him in. So he's out there for like, he's out there for like five minutes or something, literally like um, knocking on the door and, and, and no one lets him in. So then he's like, what the hell? You know, like first my torture chamber idea like went wrong. And now, like, you know, no, no one's going to let me into the sorority. So then he, <laughs> he basically just started He basically just started shooting um, random people on the, um, on the street. He, he shot two women. We shot three women, um, two of whom, one of whom died, like, right away. And then he just ran. He drove down the street. He shot another guy that was a guy that was in the deli. He started hitting people with his car, side swiping people with his car, like running over bicyclists, so on and so forth. Um, so it went from this, this thing that he was going to, um, you know, do this very designed plan to him just driving down the streets, like a madman, like shooting at anything that moved, um, a bunch of police came to the scene, they shot at him, one of them hit him in the hip he crashed into a, he crashed into a, a car and then, um, he shot himself in the head and, um, he killed three people. And well, he killed six entirely, counting the three that he killed before he went out on the rampage. Sean, and wounded. I'm I'm gonna be off a little bit, but it was like maybe 17, 18, 19 people. Hmm.
4: Um, so know, d- does his life coach still have a job? <laughs> Boy.
1: <laughs> does he still yeah, play? I mean, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, he lied to everybody. So that's the thing. I mean, he lied to absolutely everybody. Like, like. Right, yeah. You know? Um, and I don't think he really saw his life coach very often, to be honest with you. But
0: yeah, I always feel like just, these guys, you know, they go out and go on a rampage and then take care of themselves. I, I think they should probably start there and, uh, <laughs> that'd be the end of it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, it's it, again, it's a very, um, it's a very odd, it's a very odd story. And as i mentioned, like he, when it happened, he, he's one of these people that, that, Myself and and some of my friends because we're you know we're a weird bunch like you know true crime writers often are but like we I was very aware of him and um, he's somebody that I I've been aware of for for quite a while and there's a lot of other people that have no idea you know who he is at all but the the story itself is definitely one of the more odd um you know massacre serious, spree killer kind of um kind of stories that that I've heard he just um he's one of a
0: kind. So is that what attracted you to the story in the first place?
1: Yeah, well, I think I think the insult thing too. I mean, if you go on the if you go on the website, it's just so bizarre. And, and um, um, you know, I've always been kind of interested in subcultures in general. But yeah, I mean, it was it was um, it, you know, the first book I ever wrote in this genre was with Gil Valley's the, the Cannibal Cop, and it was the same thing. I remember I was just I was reading about it, and I was like, this is just fascinating, you know. So um. There's certain ones and Elliot Rogers, another one that it's just stuck in my head. Um,
4: I interviewed you know. Gil. I I, I talked yeah. to him. Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's right, you did. Yeah. That's right, you did, yeah. Yeah, when that book came out. Yeah, he's he's I still am in touch with Gil, believe it or not. He's
4: yeah.
1: he's, he's also an interesting character. Yeah, but one yeah. that never actually did anything, you know.
4: Yeah, I just thought about it. Um, right. I'm,
0: lo- I'm looking at their website right now and there's twelve hundred and eighty eight people online right now. Eleven thousand members and two point six million posts. Oh, yeah. That that is that's that's a lot of angry guys.
1: Yeah, and if you look, I mean, I, it, if you, you know, maybe I can pull it up because my laptop's right here too. But I mean, it's just a variety of posts that um
4: that that. Um, do, do you think you know, this is? You, a, but do you think this is something that's new um, to us in in society, or is this something that? before the web it was still going on but we just didn't realize it or
1: yeah i mean that's a good question i think the other thing is too is is obviously there are a lot of people that that are that are involuntarily celibate that aren't in cells, so to speak where where a lot of people will be like well that's a situation and not a movement and that's totally true i mean there's all sorts of men and women out there um that but again they believe that there aren't any these guys don't believe they're any incel woman because they're like a woman can have sex anytime they want in their, in their opinion. Um, so, I mean, it's a good question because I think back in the day you were just like, Oh, I'm a virgin and, and I wish, I wish I wasn't. And, and you kind of kept that to yourself Right. in my experience anyway, people wouldn't come right out and talk about it. Um, so th- in this situation, they've all, a lot of people have gathered together and um in theory are supporting each other, but at the same point they're supporting each other often by saying some pretty horrible things.
4: Well I just know? wonder because back in the in the old days in the sixties and seventies she always had that, that that the guy that was a bachelor and never got married and they always thought, Well, you know, he's probably gay, but nobody talked about that. I wonder if right. some, some of them were incels and they just left them alone, but Maybe they were. right, I
1: mean and that and that's possible, I mean, with Elliot again, it was like you know he's he's just he was just obsessed with there was always a beautiful blonde woman you know It was never even a brunette, you know he was just um <laughs> you know but you know you but you're right, I mean, but you're right in the sense of like you know yeah back back then it would be you know you, the internet's changed everything um, in that in that sort of in that sort of way and and of course, like most of these guys a lot of these guys anyway are just trolling. I mean, they get on the internet and they're just messing with people. And the fact that somebody might read their stuff and be blown away by it is exactly what they're looking for. So, I mean, they're not all serious when they say the things that they say about, about women or, or violence or so on and so forth. But then somebody like Alex Elliot or like Manassian comes along and, and then you go, oh, some of these guys are serious, you know, and it becomes, um, you know, so has law, law,
4: has law enforcement sort of taken this on, and sort of, do they keep an eye on incels or do they think about that, or do you think it's just? A yeah,
1: crime? I mean, they they do. There's 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 um you know it's definitely something that 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 is monitored, and and I'm sure there's a lot of people on this website that are that are fake, even you know monitoring the website and so on and so forth, and. Um, it's also the kind of thing where sometimes somebody even gets identified as a Nicholas Cruz, for example, the Parkland shooter. Right. Like he, um, he said a couple things about Elliot. Rod- I mean, Elliot Rogers like referenced by like so many different school shooters and so on and so forth. But he, he said a few things on Facebook about Elliot Rogers and so on and so forth. So some people consider him to, you know, to be an insult killer where he obviously had a myriad of different things that were going on with him. It wasn't just, you know, a woman don't like me. So um, it's kind of spread and it's, it's something that it's something that I'm sure law enforcement keeps an eye on at this point.
4: Do you see this uh, to be a growing problem or do you think it's just going to fade away?
1: I mean, I, I tend to be the kind of person that, that, you know, I mean, as we've talked about, even like, you know, I mean talking about Gil and, and Gil and I have friends you know, so I'm not the most judgmental person, if you, you know, obviously. So, so in this kind of situation, I'm not, I don't even know if it's a growing problem. I think what happens is the more the media, you know, kind of makes it into a growing problem, the more it might be a growing problem. I mean, there's, there's not like a, there's not like scores of incels like marching down the street, like committing like violent crimes. It's just been a handful, but it's certainly jarring when somebody, when Elliot was the, it was a guy named George Sodini like years ago that, that was kind of considered the OG himself <laughs> that, that, um that before, like, you know, even like, you know, that, that, that wrote a lot on a blog about, about how he was going to kill women because no woman liked him. That's what the overarching theme is that these guys are going to do this because women don't like them. I mean, that's sort of like the, you know, the, as far as the crime aspect of the insult thing goes. But but since Elliot Roger, I mean, he's been referenced numerous times and that's all in the book too. I, in the last chapter I go through the the other, you know, um so called insult um murderers or people that attempted murder and they all referenced Elliot Roger or insults or so on and so forth. But it's still it's hard to tell how much of it's because it's the internet, it's hard to tell how much of it's really the reason and how much of it's them just like Playing around. With Elliot it was really the reason. With Manassian I would also say it's really it was really the reason.
4: Wow. Wow. Just finding out so many things about so many people that we didn't know about just from the by having the internet, you know.
1: Yeah, well that yeah, that's that's definitely true. I mean it's it's um it's a good question to ask if it's a bigger problem because it it's a bigger problem just because of the internet, I mean back in the day it wouldn't be something that you would feel emboldened by, you know, to talk to like another whatever is like another ten thousand people.
4: Yeah.
1: You know, right. kinda egging egging you on and saying, Oh, I get what you're saying. You know, back then you wouldn't you wouldn't even tell your friends that you were that you yeah. were a virgin. You would you would kind of try to keep it under your hat. Right, right. They
4: they'd laugh at you, right?
1: So Yeah, they would. <laughs> when I was when I was growing up when I was growing up, they definitely would. I mean, you know, I didn't, you know, before I lost my virginity, I, I didn't go around like telling everybody how hard it was to to lose my virginity. It just wasn't
0: done. I didn't think you know.
4: you'd lost it yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh man,
1: it was. It was actually last Sunday. But yeah, oh. you know, Maybe well, this
0: whole this whole movement is now a hitch in that process of you know having your that sort of embarrassment as you grow up. Now you find a community, and you kind of get stuck there,
1: yeah, and they're also just as a just as an anecdote, um there are also a lot of these guys, so um there might be a guy that says he's an insult, and he goes on a podcast or something, and then if you look at at the website or other websites, they'll be like, "Well, that guy said he had a girlfriend in seventh grade. I'm not making this up. There's a guy that just just happened with so he's not an insult, like you know." it's almost like this exclusive club now where then they'll even say, Oh, well, you're not an insult. Like, you know, you kissed somebody like when you were 12, um, you know, it's, it's very, very black and white to the real hardcore guys. Wow.
4: Whole new little subculture going on. And nobody, yeah, called nobody, me. Let it <laughs> no, <laughs> nobody called me. I should have been there. Yeah. Oh no. I know. Yeah. <laughs> well this is quite the book um so now the book is coming out it's called the gentleman killer um wh- where do you plan on um going after this
1: i've got a couple things i've always had a couple things that i'm working on um yeah. you know it's it's just sort of the nature of the, as you know it's the nature yeah. of the business you just have to keep um you have to keep active but yeah the book comes out um, on the 17th so um I'm just gonna like bust it for a little bit, like trying to get trying to promote it um and then just keep working on my other projects and see um see where they go. It's hard because you know it's like i've got I've got one thing I'm working on that that I'm like kind of shopping right now and i can't I can't really like come out and say it you know um, but it's weird you know it's another it's another odd it's another odd book but. good
4: writing about me. <laughs> um, <laughs> wow! Well, now, do you have a website now? I, I don't remember. Do you have a website, people? Can go yeah,
1: through? I do. It's um, it's it's BrianWhitneyAuthor.com. I do have a website.
4: Okay, we'll have that linked up. We'll have the book linked up, so people. Uh, awesome. If you want a really good book, uh, buy it. Um, well, fantastic! Thank you for being here. Our guest is Brian Whitney.
1: Thanks, you guys. I really appreciate it.
3: To find out more about our show, guests, or to listen to past shows from our archive, please go to www.houseofmysteryradio.com. The mission has been completed. The end. By George, he's got it. It is. KCAA Loma Linda, your CNBC news station, where your business comes first. you could Skype your show from your home to our Redlands, California studio where our live producers and engineers are ready to work with you personally. A radio program on KCAA is the perfect work from home avocation in these stressful times. Just type kcaaradio.com into your browser to learn more about hosting a show on the best station in the nation or call our CEO for details. 281 KCAA Loma Linda, listen on 1050 AM, 102.3 FM and 106.5
2: FM. Medical scientists worldwide are encouraging people to eat more fish.